Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pursuit of Truth podcast. My name is Will. I'm your host. Today's date is May 5th, 2021, and this is going to be episode 39. This is going to be called The Next Domino is Lined Up. Prepare to Watch Them Fall. Now, today is Cinco de Mayo, and I just want to say that as a public servant, I think I'm speaking for most public servants when I say that I'm so glad that Cinco de Mayo is on a Wednesday because we don't want to deal with your parties, okay? We Because we, we have to go out there and deal with you all partying and doing things that you're not supposed to do, killing yourselves, destroying each other, and things like that. So, now, let's go ahead and get into our news here. So, let's, talk, let's uh, start with our economic news. So, we know what the central bank and corrupt politician plan is. They want to destroy the economy and make us dependent on them. So... You're actually starting to hear things about inflation in the media. And the Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, said this in a statement according to ABC News. When she was asked about concerns by some economists that the measure that the measure could rev up the economy too fast and trigger higher inflation, Janet Yellen said this. She said, quote, I really don't think that's going to I really don't think that's going to happen. We had a 3.5% unemployment rate before the pandemic, and there was no sign of inflation increasing, unquote. Well, you know, during the Trump administration, employment was at an all-time low. And, of course, there were no signs of it because inflation was only actually increasing at a slower rate. You know, Donald Trump was spending a lot of money as well. Um, you had Barack Obama, who had actually doubled the debt. He was a big government Democrat. And then Donald Trump was doing spending as well. Donald Trump was a big government Republican. Uh, just like George Bush being a big government Republican as well. You know, but before the pandemic, people were working and they weren't, the government wasn't printing as much paper currency as they are now. Because, you know, the stimulus and everything didn't come to after the pandemic and they paid people to stay home. So the government needed to make people dependent on them, just like in places in Venezuela, so that they can have more control over us. So they actually created a fake crisis and told people that the government would pay them to stay home for their safety. Remember, after 9-11 happened, the government told people, hey, we need to search everyone getting on the plane for your safety. And that violates the Fourth Amendment. So, so because of these payments to people and the forms of stimulus, the economy is actually spiraling downwards. Fuel and lumber prices are rising, among many other things. So... The former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, uh, he tweeted this out on May 4th. He said, quote, if you raise energy costs, burn, burden companies that invest in America and reduce the ability for small businesses to take risks, then China will dominate us. We need strong leadership to confront these threats, not a liberal wish list, unquote. So, like I said, the inflation had been hidden over many years, but now the private central bankers and the corrupt politicians, they're actually they're out they're out in the open about this stuff. So they're going they want they actually want to move their central bank system to another place in the world. I don't know where that is, but to do that, they have to strip America of its wealth. When America is stripped of its wealth, the economy will be destroyed and America will have to start over, triggering a great reset. So if we have nothing, then the government can build back from nothing and take even more control. Build back better. Hmm, I wonder whose campaign slogan that was. So notice that United States corn has hit $7 a bushel, and that's the highest in about eight years. That's crazy. That's, that's pretty expensive. So if we're not seeing inflation, 
then gold would still be at $35 an ounce, just like it was in the 1960s. But instead, gold is actually approaching $1,800 an ounce. Shouldn't the United States dollar be the same? Shouldn't it be? Shouldn't it have the same worth it did back in the 1920s if we had no inflation? That's proof that inflation is going on. You have to remember that the U.S. dollar became the world's currency after the IMF, the IMF was created after World War II. In the 1960s, the Federal Reserve was actually printing a ridiculous amount of paper currency, and the United States didn't uphold its promise to keep the gold at $35 an ounce. So the people from other countries actually wanted their gold back because of this. And Nixon actually called these people speculators, and he said that there are speculators in the market. That was one of his lies. Now, a something about the us leaving the gold standards in the 1960s, I have something here that says, the strength of a nation's currency is based upon the promise that it will always, at any time, be redeemable for real money, which is gold. These speculators were aware that the American government didn't have the gold to back up their promise, and so were moving to redeem their paper dollar holdings as fast as they could before the window to Fort Knox closed. They were, in other words, acting in their own best interests. Who wanted to hold paper money, especially in times of inflation? Who wanted to rely on the empty promises of politicians? Paper can be actually be inflated to zero, but gold cannot. It's like, it's like when I try to explain inflation to people. Here's here's how I explain it to them. So, so let's take let's say let's say hypothetically let's just say you have a gold bar, okay? Let's just say that that gold bar is worth one hundred dollars, right? And you have $1, and that gold bar is worth $1. So that is one gold bar for $1. And then you print another dollar. And so you have two $1 bills and one bar of gold. So now each piece is worth 50 So then you print two more dollars. So now you have four $1. And that one gold bar is supposed to support four of those dollars. And so now those $4 would be 25 a piece. Because the gold was initially worth $100 for $1. So now you split it into four. Now it's $25. And so on and so on. So if you keep splitting the gold, because gold is finite. We have a finite amount of gold. So if you keep on splitting the amount of gold, excuse me, if you keep on splitting the worth of gold by printing more dollars that are supposed to be backed by the gold, the dollar that you have will be worth less. And so if you keep on printing money more and more and more and more, you can't buy as many things with that dollar as you could before. Now, Janet Yellen, the Secretary of the Treasury, she said, quote, we may need rate hikes to stop the economy from overheating, unquote. Now, what this actually means is that we may need higher rate hikes to try and control inflation. It's inflation. That's what it is. Okay, a higher interest rate means what? So a higher interest rate from the Federal Reserve when they loaned our government money, because when we pay taxes every year, we pay back the interest, not the debt. That's why the debt never goes down. Notice the debt never goes down. We only pay back the interest. A higher interest rate means this. It means higher taxes for me and you. They are trying to raise the amount of money we pay in taxes while our money is becoming more and more worthless. Do you see how this is happening? You see how it's a circle? It, it just circulates more and more and more and more. So, 
you got to also remember that Joe Biden has a $6 trillion plan, you know, with the stimulus, the American jobs plan, the infrastructure plan, and more than that, other stuff. Do you think that the central bank and corrupt politicians are going to stop there? Do you think that other countries in the world are going to stop there? Like, stop sending stimulus checks and things like that. Stop paying people to stay home and things of the like. This is a global economic operation that they are conducting. Yes, it is conducted globally. These people are all working together. And I'll talk more about that in a future episode. But some of you, some of you already know that stuff. So, but their plan was to actually to use the pandemic as cover to implode the, go- the global economy. But the pandemic is actually disappearing because of vaccines. And all they have left is stimulus. But stimulus is also going to help crash the economy. So soon you're actually going to see gold move up. But I think that, I, in my personal opinion, I think that cryptocurrency will move up. Like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Doge, Dogecoin is... Man, I don't know what's going on. I have some friends that tell me, oh, get, put some money in gold, Dogecoin. Put some money in Dogecoin. I remember Dogecoin being like 26 cents. And then I kind of like, oh, okay, I might put a couple hundred bucks in there. And I kind of just forgot about it. Dogecoin is like 50-something cents. You know, yesterday when I looked, it was about 50-something cents. I think Dogecoin is, it's possible Dogecoin could go up to $1. If it goes up to $1, wow, that, that'll be, that'll be insane. But I think that you're going to see cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and things like that. I think you're going to see that uh, move up first. And then I think you, I think that you're going to see gold and silver follow. Um, but one thing I think that you're also going to see is that I think you're going to see that the corrupt politicians and, every, and everybody, I think you're going to see them start to introduce um, cryptocurrency that is one-to-one ratio with the with the United States dollar. Things like USD coin. I think, in my personal opinion, I haven't studied too much about it, but because I looked at um, the the rate it was at. And I looked at how it was compared to the United States dollar. It's one-to-one with the U.S. dollar. So that is telling me that that is going to be the equivalent of the United States dollar. In my personal opinion, I would advise, my personal opinion, because but I'm no economist, but I would, in my personal opinion, I think you should stay away from it. I think you should buy Bitcoin, buy gold, buy silver, because I think those things are going to shoot up in the future. And so um, that there's there's something really interesting with that, with that USD coin, um, but... Man, I really want to tell you, but it's not the time. It's not time yet. It's not time yet. But I will tell you in the future. So, moving on to our geopolitical news. So, the mainstream media, the corrupt politicians, and the invisible enemy, they have an agenda. And I'm pretty sure that you've seen the agenda. And people are waking up to this agenda here. So, it's their agenda here is to divide and conquer. They keep people divided with a pathetic race narrative, among other things. And then they want us to fight each other. If we fight each other, then we won't be able to see who the true enemy is. But people are actually waking up to this. So, but how do you unite people? Well, you unite people by giving them the facts and letting things play out. You unite people with money. Things like letting their, you know, seeing that they're all going to start seeing their money inflate and not be able to buy things. And then people are going to start questioning this. People are going to be like, Oh, this isn't right. Something's wrong here. And so people are going to start researching and asking questions, and they're going to start talking to their friends and family. And then people start to think. And then after they start to think, they start to think for themselves. So they wake up and they 
go through many of the phases that you and I went through. Went through. Now, these are the phases or we see politicians lying and things aren't matching up. And we're just saying like, wait, that's not right. Wait, they lied about this. I can't believe this is going on. I can't believe this is true. I'm going to look into it even more and more and more. And that's what that's how it is. When I woke up, that's how it was. When when many of you woke up, that's how it was for you as well. So but the thing is that everybody is going to wake up at their own time. You know, people like me and you, we we've known this stuff for a while. But the average person walking down the street doesn't know this stuff. They can't they're starting to see it, but they can't see it that much yet. But how do you get people to wake up? You hit their finances. And so when people's finances are getting hit and they're getting taxed more and more and more, they're going to start to see this and they're going to start to ask questions, even especially the people who voted for these people. So. These lies that I'm talking about, there are certain things like they're more than this, but there, there are certain things like the border crisis, the unscientific handling of the pandemic, the race narrative, critical race theory, and more. There's more than that. I won't get into it right now because you're not ready for that. People ain't ready for that. So, but you know that people are actually fighting back on this. At an Arizona school board, there were parents who elected a new school board after the old school board ran away because they didn't want to have a meeting with the parents. And the parents actually elected a new school board right then and there after calling the sheriff. And they ended the mask mandate immediately and this actually needs to start happening uh in more places around the country um people more people need to stand up i think that as time goes on people will people will do that but um it's just going to take a little bit of time so the thing is that the narrative is that if we go outside without masks that there will be a super spreader event that will kill everyone they say that if you don't get vaccinated, you're pretty much going to die. You're in danger. The, but reality is actually contrary to this. You have to look at Texas and Florida, among many other states. They're actually opening up and they've been doing fine. In Canada, people are actually questioning their new lockdown. In England, there was a massive anti-lockdown protest. And we're actually going to see more, more people push back. And people are actually going to push back really, really hard. The corrupt system is going to fail and they are currently losing their power. It just takes a little bit longer. The corrupt system that I'm talking about is the politicians, the mainstream media, the central bankers and the invisible enemies. And a side note, as uh, when I was uh, writing this up, writing my notes and everything, and I, I said I mentioned that thing about Canada and people not adhering to that lock they, they they're actually questioning their new lockdown in canada so let me tell you something about camera canada let me go off on a let me go off on a little bit of a tangent here because i i know some information about this that uh i'm just not gonna i'm just not gonna leave out so in canada in canada you have something called the royal mounted police right and so you have the lockdowns in canada so people have been locked in think about it, especially last year people were locked down in their homes and things like that and so people were in their homes and they couldn't, they weren't coming out and everything. There was like no one on the road. You remember that because I was at, I was working the entire time during last year when the whole pandemic thing was at its height and there was like nobody on the road. It was actually kind of nice because traffic was super light at four or five in the afternoon, but that's beyond, that's besides the point. So in Canada, people were locked in their homes, right? 
and no one was out there. And so we know that China is trying to destroy us. I'm going to talk a little bit more about China later in this uh, podcast episode, but we know China is destroying it. It's trying to destroy us. So if you're trying to, in war, if if you're about to conduct battle against another country or just make uh, conduct covert operations in order to weaken the other country, this is what China has been doing. I talked about the Royal Mounted Police in Canada. So China actually has troops on the Canadian and Mexican borders. Of course, they're not sitting right there on the border where you can see them. Of course, they're hiding and things like that. But China has troops. The the Canadian Royal Mounted Police have been escorting Chinese soldiers around Canada. And in Mexico, it's the same thing. In Mexico... In Mexico, China actually has China actually blasts uh, Chinese propaganda into into their news, just like they do here in America. So there's that. I'll talk more about that subject later. It's, it's I know it, it, it's a scary thing. So moving on, Rudy Giuliani. So Rudy Giuliani says that the Department of Justice initiated a covert warrant search of his iCloud data on May first of 2018. Now, when I I heard that, and so I, I had to ask the question, what was the day that Rudy Giuliani began representing Donald Trump? It was May 1st of 2018. Huh. Funny how that works, right? Funny how that all comes together. I have this here. It's according to Fox News when Rudy Giuliani talked to Fox News. So he explained that the FBI obtained a covert warrant search of his iCloud records from May 1st, 2018 to November 4th of 2019, and May 1st being the same day that Giuliani began representing former President Donald Trump amid, amid the Russia collusion investigation. Saying, quote here, you can't say that their main interest wasn't Donald Trump. The day that I began representing him is the day that they go and invade my iCloud. So try telling somebody that it wasn't to get the material on Donald Trump. You also have to remember that Rudy Giuliani has a laptop that Hunter Biden left at a repair shop and forgot to pick up. Now, I know Hunter Biden was high. I don't know what he was high on because we know that he looks in carpets for crack and he got expelled from the Navy for it. I think it was cocaine used from the Navy. But you have to remember that Rudy Giuliani actually does have the laptop of Hunter Biden. And like I told you before, I cannot confirm this, but I hear, I hear that on that laptop of Hunter Biden, I know Donald Trump calls it the laptop from hell, but on that laptop, I hear that there, that there are videos and pictures of Hunter Biden having certain relations with underage Chinese concubines. So there's that. And we know, and uh, also another thing I heard, like I talked about it in a previous episode, I heard that Hunter Biden, uh, you know, he was, we know that it was confirmed he was sleeping with his with his brother's widow. And I heard that he was making homemade adult videos with her while smoking crack. That's what I hear. That's I can't confirm that. But that's, that's some of the things I hear. Now, 
Moving on, something really, really interesting here. So the former Oregon House Speaker, so he was the Speaker of the House in Oregon. His name is Dave Hunt, and he had been arrested in a sex trafficking sting operation. Now, he's actually the Democrat that voted for a 2011 bill that he's charged under. So this anti-sex trafficking bill, he was charged under it, and he's the one who actually voted in favor of it. So what had happened was the police actually set up an online sting operation and they used decoys on known human trafficking websites and Hunt, Dave Hunt, that is, contacted them to arrange payment for sexual acts. Hmm. Do you think that other politicians are involved in things like this too? Do you think that they're high level politicians too? How high do you think that the chain goes of these people who engage in sex trafficking? What 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 position do you think some of these people held? So the chain actually goes higher than you think. It goes a lot higher than you think. So moving on to the United States Mexico border. So Joe Biden is actually going to increase the admission camp refugee limit from fifteen thousand to 62,000 and he actually expand uh, he plans to expand it to 125,000 next year and these people are already crammed in there uh like I call them habitats and things like that and then you know from the epic times a little while ago we had a border agent who talked about there's just lice and uh the flu and SARS running all over there and everything and it's disgusting and then 10% of these people have COVID, which is a higher rate than the American population. And we're bringing these people into our country in the middle of a global pandemic, a dark winter, as Joe Biden calls it. But he's still bringing in people with, like, come on, I, I don't understand. Well, I do understand, I, but hey. But the thing is that people are actually seeing this. People are seeing this stuff going on and, and they're going to push back. My question here is, I have some questions here. It's like, why hasn't Kamala Harris gone down to the border? Remember that? I played a clip for you in a previous episode where Kamala Harris laughed about the border. And she said she's going to go down there, but she still hasn't gone down there yet. And that was like, what, a month ago? A month and a half ago? Something like that? Mid-April or March? And about mid-April. I think it might have been my episode 28 or something like that. So... Why hasn't Joe Biden gone down there? You know, why didn't they want reporters down there until it was all cleaned up? Remember that Ted Cruz went down there and I paid a play clip in a previous episode where Ted Cruz went down to the border with a couple senators and he made a report about it. And he was actually recording with his phone and there's this lady getting in his face and she was blocking his camera saying, please respect the people, please respect the people. Well, she wants him to please respect the people, but the people, the, the young children and people in those facilities are not being respected. Law, uh, SARS and lice and scabies and all that mess and COVID running around, the flu. It's ridiculous. I actually had to look up what scabies were. I didn't even know what scabies were. Okay. I mean, I knew it was bad stuff, but I had to look that up. Scabies. Scabies. You know what scabies are? It's like little little bugs that burrow under your skin and lay eggs. I, that is crazy. That I've never met anybody with scabies. I've never heard about anybody I know getting scabies. I don't even 
you barely hear about cases of scabies. I mean, somebody look up scabies and see how many cases there are a year in America. I, I guarantee you there's less than a million cases a year of scabies. I don't I'm just making an, an assumption here. Okay. So the thing is that they cleaned up all the mess and then they allowed reporters to go into the border facilities. But it's like all they did was move that mess to another facility. And then the reporters came in and said, oh, okay, everything's okay. And then they moved the mess back as soon as the reporters left. It's like, it's crazy. Even Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz said that, the senator who went down to the border, he said that the Trump administration allowed um, reporters to go in there. The Obama administration allowed it. The Bush administration allowed it. The Clinton administration allowed it. Why not the Biden administration? If Obama, Trump, Clinton, and Bush all allowed it, why not Joe Biden? It's ridiculous. So, Moving on, we know that Hillary Clinton was actually selling secrets to other countries and receiving payments through the Clinton Foundation. That was a big Clinton Foundation scandal that uh, came out a couple years ago. And she set up an unsecured private server. And then any country countries were just accessing this server, getting United, uh, American secrets and things like that. And they're just paying her through the Clinton Foundation. So there's an interesting story that came out. There's a company called Honeywell, and they were fined $13 million after it was revealed that they sent China military specs on the American F-35 and the F-22 Falcon. And they did this over a seven-year period. Now, one might ask themselves, why would they do that? But you have to remember that the plan was for the United States to get into a war and lose that war. That's why Hillary sold Russia part of the United States uranium stockpile. Look up Russian Reset Hillary Clinton. You'll find it. And that's why Honeywell was giving things to China. And do you think that Honeywell and Hillary Clinton were the only people giving secrets to other countries? Remember, John Kerry talked to Iran. Iran, who screams death to America. John Kerry gave Iran secrets about the Israel operations in the middle east that's treason to give secrets aiding and abetting the enemy like that that's treason russia is an enemy hillary clinton selling them the uranium aiding and abetting to make nukes that's treason honeywell <laughs> selling china our secrets about the f-22 fighter and the f-22 falcon uh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so this, all this is part of why Donald Trump actually abstained from war. And he actually built the military back up. You know, he gave him a couple trillion dollars or things like that. And in order to keep the pandemic from overtaking us economically, we needed a vaccine. And that's why he uh, did Operation Warp Speed to counter this whole pandemic mess that they want to use to inflate the economy and take our money and destroy us. Now, moving on here. This is, this is interesting here. So... Joe and Jill Biden actually decided to visit former President Jimmy Carter and his wife. They went inside their house. So they took a picture, and the thing is that Joe and Jill Biden were not even wearing their masks. And President Carter and his wife are in their 90s. Aren't they vulnerable to COVID-19? So wear their masks. They're indoors and within six feet of these people. And why isn't the mainstream media screaming about this? If Donald Trump did it, they'd be screaming about it, okay? And that's fine. I just think that we should be part impartial and criticize Joe Biden about it, just like we would criticize Donald Trump about it. Okay. So, but as soon as Joe and Jill left the house, like President Carter's house, 
they put their mask back on. So inside the house with the elderly, they had no mask. But outside the house, they put the mask back on for the cameras. Does that make sense to you? I want you to think about this. When you walk into a restaurant, you have to wear the mask. But when you sit down to take the mask off, excuse me, when you sit down, you can take the mask off. So, but it's, it, my, my thing is that it's a good thing that COVID-19 knows that you're sitting down and getting ready to eat dinner. It's a good thing the virus knows. Okay, it's like, okay, he's sitting down and eating dinner. Okay, no, I can't mess with him. He's, he's about to eat dinner. So, but as soon as you get up and leave, no, 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 I'm coming for you. You better put it on. I'm coming for you. Uh, where's the science in this? This is pathetic. Okay, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. All right. But things that there are governors in places like Texas and Florida who are actually pushing back on this stuff. So the media is actually saying that the states who opened up uh, are going to see super spreaders, but they're not. Trust me, they're not. Now, basic science actually tells us that COVID particles can get through those cloth masks. That's like, like I said before, wearing the cloth mask for COVID is like building a chain link fence to keep out mosquitoes. How ridiculous. Don't don't be stupid, folks. So, a inter, another interesting story here is about the Chauvin trial, the Derek Chauvin trial, George Floyd, and all that stuff. Okay. A juror in the Derek Chauvin trial attended a BLM rally. His name is Brandon Mitchell, and he is seen at a BLM rally wearing a shirt that says, Get your knee off our necks. Now, the thing is that when... Before, you know, the jury process, you have to answer questions and things like that in order to be placed on the jury. I'm sure many of us have gone to jury duty and things like that. We know how it works. So, things that he told the court, he told, he actually told the court that he had never been on a march. Mm, mm, mm. How about that? He lied to the court. Now, shouldn't there be a mistrial? He wasn't unbiased. He was with BLM. How is this not a huge story in the media? Why is the media ignoring this? Because they're fake news, okay? The media is fake news. It's ridiculous. The jurors were threatened with violence, looting, and shooting, okay? That's what they were threatened with if, if Chauvin was not fully guilty. And we know that the feds were going to arrest Chauvin anyway, even if he didn't, even if, the feds were going to arrest Chauvin even if he was pronounced innocent, okay? I talked about it in my last episode. Now, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem has actually offered the Portland police officers who were laid off a job in South Dakota, and I personally think they should take it because, you know, um, Portland said, hey, defund the police and things like that, and then Mayor Ted Wheeler said, oh, no, we need the police. No, no, no. I think those officers in Portland should go and uh, accept the offer from Kristi Noem um, and just let the, let the people in, in Portland, they, those people reelected Ted Wheeler, so that means they want it. They want looting and shooting, okay? They want it, so... Let him have it. Just let him have it, okay? And moving on here, in New Hampshire, there are actually a few hundred people who demanded an election audit at City Hall in Windham, New Hampshire. And the council actually moved the venue somewhere else and left the people standing outside. <laughs> so they wouldn't have to deal with them people. Now, in Arizona, the judge leaked security information about steps that would be taken to keep the election audit safe from BLM and Antifa. So there was security information given to the guards and things like that that they were going to do to to stop the looters and shooters, BLM Antifa. Okay, and he actually leaked it. He leaked it out. And so BLM and Antifa are actually scheduling protests in downtown Phoenix, Arizona. 
And I already told you in a previous episode that Antifa and BLM were booking hotels. I told you that. I told you. So you can't say I didn't tell you. I told you. Okay. So BLM are actually going to riot over there in response to the election audit. You can take that one to the bank. And the thing is that, notice, notice here. Interesting. There is a server installed at the Maricopa County election audit, but it's not going to be over Wi-Fi. It's actually going to be a hard wired connection, like physical wires and things like that. And the reason for that is that if they had a Wi-Fi connection, the Wi-Fi, the transmissions over Wi-Fi could be intercepted. So, and the Arizona Maricopa, Maricopa County audit Twitter page tweeted this saying, quote, the greatest audit in the history of the galaxy continues. Hashtag may the fourth be with you, unquote. So another interesting story here and my pretty much my last subject before I get out of here, because I have to go to work in about 10 minutes. Minnesota is pressing forward with voter ID laws. So is Kansas. And Kansas actually overrided a governor veto of the bill. And we know that Georgia implemented voter ID. And then the MLB moved out and things like that. And the corporate fascism. We know about that. So here's something, my last part here. In Michigan, the constitutional attorney named Matthew, Matthew DiPerno released his elections forensic report. The report said that over 66,000 unregistered ballots were tallied in nine counties. It also said that the amount of ballots tallied exceeded the amount of voters in these counties. He has a he has a Twitter page, Matthew DePerno, his name spelled like Matthew, like, you know, like Matthew DePerno spelled D-E-P-E-R-N-O. So you can look at his Twitter, his, his Twitter page, his handle is at uh, M-D-E-P-E-R-N-O. So he tweeted uh, on May 4th, he said, we can flip votes from the top of the ticket to the bottom. We can flip only selected races. We can flip all. We can flip just a few precincts in a county and shave 5% from one candidate. Do you want a constitutional constitutional amendment to pass or fail? We can, we can flip it or not. So, that is all I have for you folks. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back for you on Thursday. I kind of got this episode up a little bit later because I was so tired from um, work on Tuesday and I kind of just recorded this Wednesday morning. Um, but I was kind of tired from work on Wednesday and my supervisor just sent me around the world uh, to an area that wasn't even mine, but that's, not, that's neither, here nor, <laughs> neither here nor there. But thank you so much for listening. Be well, be safe. Buy gold, buy silver, buy Bitcoin. I love you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful that God sent his son. So I will be back for you on Thursday with more information that the mainstream media is just not going to talk about. I love you. Thank you so much. And I'll see you tomorrow on May 6th.